Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? It's Steve again. Um, I'm so happy that you came back for a second episode. Um, a lot of people have been asking how they can help. The biggest thing that you can do to help is honestly just subscribe or um, you know give us a rating of five. That would be awesome. That would help me out so much. Um, and you know, only give us a rating of five, of course, if you enjoy the show and if it's really helping you, which I hope it does. Um, and I hope it's a blessing to your life. Um, <clears throat> one of the biggest things you know that I, I started the show is because I wanted people to understand that. Of course, you know, there's there's people that are going through the same experiences and have the same feelings about, you know, making this decision to switch over to Catholicism. And so that's the biggest reason for the show and the biggest reason that I'm going through all of my history so you can understand um, what led me to this decision and why I felt God, you know, brought me to the church and brought me to the Catholic Church. So this episode, we're going to go over my 10-year hiatus uh, from the church. I, did, I, I never really had a, a time where I wasn't um, you know, that I didn't feel I didn't have God in my life. Um, but I did for about 10 years, I stopped going to organized religion or to the church. Um, for the most part, there were a few instances where, you know, I still went into the church, but we're going to talk about that and get more into that and, uh, what happened within those 10 years. And, um, I, I hope, again, I hope this helps out, um, somebody that's in the same, same boat right now. So uh, stay tuned, and uh, let's get this show started. All right, guys. Hey, everybody. Thank you again so much for joining me uh, for another episode, and thank you so much for those of you that have listened. Um, We're now over, I think, 20, which is actually pretty good, um, especially for a brand-new podcast going out. Uh, and I appreciate it so much. Right now, we're all over, uh, let's see, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we have Google, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, um, pretty much everywhere. Um, all the major platforms, anyways. So the last episode, we were talking about, um, you know, my experience with the church, well, the Methodist Church, uh, as well as why I left. And, um, and uh, you know, talking about politics within the church, which I don't really agree with, um, which is the biggest reason why I left. This episode, we're gonna go. We're gonna go into that a little bit further and talk about what happened after the fact. Uh, talk about my um, almost. It was about ten year um, hiatus from the church, organized religion. Um, there's not. I don't really think that there was ever a time that I really was away from God. I mean, there might have been a few times, but everybody has those times. Those times. Um, so we will talk about those as well. Um, and hopefully, again, this will open your eyes up a little bit to, you know, the difficulties. Um, and the normal normalcy, I guess, of the challenges that happen to people that are, you know, going through trying to find themselves really and trying to find God and trying to find the church that you want to be a part of. So first and foremost, um, as always, I want to say a prayer. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, join me. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, please give me the, the, the words and uh, give me the patience and the understanding to be able to basically give my experience and and share my experience with you lord jesus and with your church and help me to be able to explain so that people are able to use my my life experiences to kind of guide their journeys as well as to understand the invaluable relationship um, that everybody um, can have with you and that you want them to have with you lord jesus please guide us on this journey and uh help us Lord in in our everyday life help us in um, 
in our religious journeys and our religious faiths. Thank you, God, so much for this day. And we ask all of this in your name, Lord Jesus, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. So, uh, first and foremost, sorry, I'm uh, trying not to get a cold. (laughs) So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Unfortunately, my daughter, uh, actually, she got the flu. So, we are uh, playing Dr. Mom and Dr. Dad right now. So, we're trying to make sure that she's doing okay. Um, So, we're going to start off where uh, we left off, really, which was uh, the leader of the after-school program, Bob, um, was fired. So I want to explain a little bit. I know, you know, the politics do play a part into the church. I do understand that. But at the same time, the kind of politics that were playing into the church is what really kind of set me off on why I left. Um, I didn't agree with the way they were doing things or the way they went about it or the animosity that was really felt in between those individuals, especially between the preacher and between those specific individuals, as well as anybody that really agreed with them. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons that that kind of drew me away. Uh, and it just didn't make sense to me that that would be something that would be normal, I guess. Uh, so anyways, after that happened, um, uh, I left, my mom and I both left the church. And a core group of people that were also on the same page as, um, as myself, as well as the people that got fired that day, um, all left. And we decided that we were going to start a a uh, non-denominational church. So uh, there was a park that was not too far from the church. And um, we basically would rent out the community center at the park and actually conduct services every Sunday on our own. Um, And it it became an amazing thing. And, you know, actually, I'm going to back up just a little bit so you guys can understand where we, well, first of all, got the funding to do that. Second of all, um, you know, who is going to preach? <laughs> so the um, the church that I went to, uh, we had a church that was in uh, northern Indiana that would actually come down and help us out with a lot of stuff. Uh, the church that helped us out, um, they they had a lot more money than we did. Uh, they were in a lot better area, and they, they almost made us their mission. Uh, basically, we were their mission. And so after that happened, a lot of people split from the church and started doing their own thing. They helped us to help set up our own church, and they were non-denominational, which is why we kind of went into the non-denominational part of it. So a lot of people, you know, they don't understand what is non-denominational. What does that really mean? Well, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like it means, really. It means that basically you don't hold a certain belief system of a church. You believe in God, and that's it. You know, you believe in God and the Word. And you don't live by a certain set of rules that were set by man. You live by the Bible, and you and you praise God. Which, by the way, I love, absolutely love it, still love it. Um, and that's basically uh, what we really lived by. So we'd go to church, and the biggest thing that I really enjoyed about it was the music. It was all about music. So the fact that we were able to sing every Sunday and praise God. By the way, I'm a I'm a musician, so you know, being able to use my favorite thing in the world, one of my favorite things in the world to to praise my Lord and Savior is, is awesome. Um, so we would use that um, and, and just sing our hearts out every Sunday for God. So we did that, and my mom and I stayed there um, almost probably about two years, to be honest. And, um, you know, it was great. I loved it. Um, and uh, I think after a while, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's just because I didn't feel very 
comfortable or I didn't feel like I was at home or I didn't, I don't, it didn't have the same feel as the church that I went to since I was three. And I mean, honestly, it was against what I had grown up believing like faith-wise. Well, not faith-wise, let me rephrase that. Um, Values, I guess, Um, because it was away from what the church that I grew up in believed, you know, um, it was more of a structure. Of course, the Methodist Church is set up, or is set up after or closer to the Orthodox Christian churches, um, which of course that's why it makes it really close to the Catholic Church. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was to be honest with you. I'm not entirely sure what made me not want to to go there anymore. Um, anyways, long story short, um, I stayed in Indianapolis for about five years after my 18th birthday, so around 23, I joined the military. Uh, once I joined the military, that's where I really went into my hiatus, to be honest. Um, not because it, there was no church available to me. It was just, I think I was in a, a moment of, of finding myself and finding myself within the church and finding myself within the world and finding myself uh, in my relationship with God. Um, and it, it really, honestly, you know, looking back, I, I can't believe how far I, I kind of went away. Um but we'll get into that. <laughs> so uh, I went to Idaho, and that was my very first duty station. Loved it. I know a lot of people are like, Idaho, why in the world would you love Idaho? Idaho's awesome, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> so I went there, um, and I mean, I slept in every Sunday. I slept in every Saturday, unless I was at work. And uh, I think that might honestly be... Um, kind of what led me away a little bit is the fact that I had to work and being that I have to work as being military you know we don't have a choice of being like well I'm not going to work oh no you're going to work so um I think that kind of led into me not going as much and then I got used to not going because I was always at work um and then I just stopped going altogether and yeah it's the, I think the 10-year time is when I felt like I was really far from God and I felt like a lot of um, bad things happened and good things. I'm not saying everything bad happened, but a lot of bad things happened while I was um, away from the church. Because you need that. You need that that time. You need that fellowship with fellow Christians. You can't just always be by yourself. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. That's okay. But you know, you need that fellowship. You need to be around Christians and your brothers and sisters in Christ. But, um, yeah, it was, it was different. So I do want to get into that. Um, so stay tuned. We're going to go for a brief break. And uh, as soon as we get back, we'll dig a little bit deeper. going on guys welcome back from the break uh so we were talking about um when i actually left the church that we started in the, the park so what ended up happening after that is i actually left there and from there i uh i don't know i kind of went into a dark area um in my life where it kind of felt like 
I didn't really, um, I didn't have a relationship with God as much. Um, and, and the biggest reason was because I wasn't going to church. Uh, I didn't have fellowship. I didn't have the word being preached to me day or uh, weekly. Um, and I didn't have my brothers and sisters to, to help me and be there for me. Um, and the only reason I left, it wasn't because of, you know, not believing what they're teaching. Um, but, you know, being brought up Methodist, it's a totally different value system, a totally different moral system and the way that we do things and the way that, you know, we're taught to do things from the beginning. Um, and, um, I don't know. It was just, it was different. So I left. Uh, and from there, I, um, uh, I got onto this online, uh, dating page that, uh, was actually for Christians. Um, and, uh, I, um, I met this girl that lived up in Detroit. I actually ended up going up there and, uh, we were in a relationship for about five or six months and it ended very badly. Uh, and during that time, that whole relationship was horrible. My family tried to get me out of it multiple times, but at that time it was just what I felt like I needed in my life, which of course it was a horrible idea. Um, but, uh, I stayed in it for long, that long and then I basically left and came back to Indianapolis and I made the decision to join the, uh, the Air Force. Um, I'd wanted to join for a long time and um, I just felt like that was the time to do it. I didn't have anything, I didn't have a job really. Uh, I mean, I was working as a cashier at a local grocery store, um, but I felt like it was the time to, to try that. And the reason I hadn't tried it before is because I have shoulder injuries and stuff like that. And it's been kind of hard for me to really be able to do that. But um, I decided, I was like, you know what? What the heck? I'm going to go in there and I'm going to see if I can actually uh, join. So I went in there and uh, and they let me in, um, which was awesome. I was so excited, but at the same time terrified. And um, I was sitting there thinking to myself, as soon as I did that, I was like, what in the world am I doing? I was like, I'm getting ready to leave everything I've ever known and go, you know, go somewhere, wherever they sent me. So I took a leap of faith. Um, and unfortunately, now that I look back, you know, I didn't really pray about it. But, you know, looking back as well, I, I know that it was what God wanted because why would I have gotten it if it wasn't for, you know, if that wasn't God's will? And yet, especially now that I've been in for so long, I know that it was definitely God's will for me to be in the Air Force. Um, a lot of great experience, a lot of um, things that have happened in my life that have changed the way I am, the way that the person that I am. Um, so anyways, joined the Air Force, um, went to boot camp. And when I got into boot camp, um, I really hadn't been to church before that. Um, but uh, during boot camp, they offered, well, they offered church. Um, they offered every service you could think of. Um, and the reason why is because, you know, there's a bunch of different religions that join the military and we all have to learn to work as a force. Um, but at the time, you know, I, I kept going to non-denominational because that's what they offered as a Protestant service. Um, and so I went there and I went every Sunday for the whole eight and a half weeks that I was there. I was actually the chapel guide um, while I was in boot camp. So... I actually was in charge of getting people to the church. You know, looking back, um, I wasn't sure why I did that. I wasn't sure if I did it be just because of a it was a place of comfort for me, or if I don't know. Um, you know, looking back, also 
I think about, you know, um, the feelings I felt there. I mean, I've never seen more grown men and women bawl their eyes out, but, uh, then, you know, then at the church. And I think part of it was because of being away from family and friends, but at the other part was also because, you know, they felt the presence of God as well as I did in the church and knew that they weren't alone and knew that they, you know, they had him. Um, so that time actually brought me back a little bit. Um, and then I went to tech school. Uh, I met my ex-wife. Um, and the reason I, you know, I bring this up is because this does play a very big role into becoming Catholic, which we'll get into later in another episode. But, uh, I met my ex-wife, um, and, uh, then I went to my first, my first base. Um, my first base, uh, we got married during that time. And then, uh, we had, or we got stationed in the same place, which is in Southwest, uh, New Mexico. Um, and, uh, we stayed there for about, uh, four years, three years. And during that time I got deployed. Um, and one of the biggest things that I remember about in my deployment is, you know, when you deploy to, especially to the Middle East, um, you feel like there's nothing or nobody there with you. You feel alone because, you know, you're away from family. You're at the middle of nowhere in the middle of the desert in a place in an environment that is not very forgiving and around people that don't like you. I mean, other than, of course, your, your, your fellow, uh, fellow brothers, sisters in arms that are there for you always. Um, you know, being over there, it kind of opened my eyes to a lot. And I actually went to church when I was over there. Um, which helped me to make it through that. Um, and one of the biggest things that stuck out to me and still to this day is just like etched in my brain is how one of the preachers was talking about. It. He's like, you know, you all came over here on that plane or you all came over here on the boat or you all came over here. So however you got there, you came by yourself or you, or you think you came by yourself. But the fact is, is that you didn't. That God came with you on that boat. God came with you on that plane. And God was with you all the way through that deployment. And that just stuck with me. Um, it touched me, you know, to the core. To, to You know, I didn't even think about that. Um, so I went through the deployment. And uh, I loved it. I honestly loved it. Um, I can't tell you where I was, but it was great. Um, it was everything that I was hoping a deployment would be. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just great. And then I went back. I uh, got sent back to New Mexico. From there, um, we got moved to to Europe. And during our time in Europe is when we got divorced. Also during our time in Europe, um, I got sent to be in one of the a concert group for the Air Force. Um, and that is a story in itself. I will tell you that now. Uh, it was great, though. Um, I'm a very big singer. Uh, I love singing. It's one of the one things in the world that I enjoy. Like it, uh, it's it's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Um, so, anyways, I am a first tenor, and I have been for a long time. Which I was a bass in high school, and then somehow my voice decided that it was going to be a tenor. Don't ask me. I don't know. It makes no sense to me either. But um, yeah, I became a first tenor, and I've won many contests and competitions, and. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just, I love music. Um, I also play instruments and all that other stuff. Anyways, so I went into the, the concert group. Um, I was in that for about nine months. And we traveled everywhere. The only continents we didn't hit was South America, Australia, and Antarctica. 
Uh, we went everywhere else, including Africa and including really close to like the the Holy Land, which was awesome. I wish I could have went out there and seen more, but we weren't allowed to go off the, the, the installation. It was great. It was so awesome. So I did that for nine months and then I came back to Spain. Um, and as I said, you know, I got divorced while I was uh, in Spain. Um, and um, from there I went on what, you know, I, I consider my, my Europe tour, I guess, if you want to say. Um, I took about two weeks and I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go do something for myself. And I decided to go to London. I spent like four days in London, then I went to Ireland, spent four days there, and then went to Athens and spent four days there. And, you know, it was so cool to see all of that. And, you know, now looking back, I really wish I would have taken the time and went to the Holy Land instead. Um, but nonetheless, I still enjoyed my time. Um, from there, from Spain, um, I actually got orders to go to Japan, um, but I turned those down and decided, I was like, you know what, I I think at the time I was starting to decide that I wanted to get out, which is actually where I'm at right now. Uh, I have not too much longer left in the, in the service, uh, and it's been amazing. I never regret my decision ever in a million years. It's been one of the best things I've ever done. Um, because the people I've met and, and the experiences I've had. Um, anyways, so I, I got orders to Japan. I turned them down. And uh, and then I got sent to uh, California. And we are actually going to stop there. Because California is the highlight of my my past. The highlight of my story. It's where I met the love of my life. and uh, And the little love of my life. And we'll get into that in our next podcast. Um, yeah. So if you guys would join me, I'd like to say a prayer with you, as usual. <laughs> uh, so if you if you join me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for being with us this evening and this on this podcast. Um, and, uh, and through this journey, Lord, thank you for giving me the words to help explain my story. And hopefully they have mean, they've given meaning to somebody and helped them through their journey as well. Uh, please be with us, Lord. Please be with me and my listeners as uh, we make it through the week. Help us to have better understanding and be able to um, get grow closer to you and get that relationship with you, God. Thank you so much, Jesus, for the many blessings you give to us every day, Lord. And the biggest one, waking us up in the morning and giving us a restful night, Lord. Thank you again so much for your many blessings and, uh, and, and grant us peace tonight for a good rest and grant us... Uh, peace for the rest of the week, Lord Jesus, as we as we go about our day. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings and forgive us our sins. In your precious, most gracious name, we pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody, it's been a pleasure as always, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys next week. Or, well, not see you, but, you know, <laughs> hopefully uh, you get to hear the podcast <laughs> next week. All right, it's been a pleasure as always, and uh, have a good night. God bless.